Kian Lantek lifted his chin, pressed his fingers against his wet skin, and then swept the razor up his throat, just as the infinite's voice resonated within his thoughts. You will go to Toran Sea. Ow! Jolted by the voice, Kian gasped as the blade pierced his skin. He dropped the razor and leapt backward as it clattered on the tiled floor, threatening his bare toes. Hearing from one's creator evidently involved undreamed-of risks, not to mention worrisome symptoms that included sweating, tremors, and an unnervingly rapid heart rate. Kian exhaled and thumped a clammy fist against his heart. Steady. Torrin C. Why? He'd just returned home on military leave. His first leave! And Torrin C. was at the edge of nowhere, governed by a pack of argumentative antisocials who were supposed to be civilized tracelanders. Controlling himself, Kian smudged some powdered balm against the bloodied nick beneath his jaw. Go to Torrin C? You will warn my faithful in Torrin C of my displeasure because they are beguiled by certain Sifrin worshippers of Atea. Tell the one who speaks for them that he must be faithful to me and seek my will. You must also speak to certain deceived ones who love Atea. Tell them only that I see their failings and seek their hearts. The wise will hear me. Worshippers of Atea, weren't they given over to disturbing little quirks like divination through watching the death throes of victims and ritual strangulations? Kian hoped the oft-repeated stories were unfounded. He didn't relish being the target of a divination ritual. But infinite. I'm not a prophet. I'm a... Are you my servant? Defeated before he'd begun. Yes. I am your servant. Kian meant every word of his pledge, but he didn't have to feel comfortable about it, did he? He moistened his lips. Am I no longer training to be a military judge? Waiting silence answered. Kian exhaled, retrieved his razor, and tried to ask an answerable question. Should I depart today? Yes. Will I survive? More omnipotent silence. Survival, evidently, shouldn't be his first consideration. Fine. I'll finish shaving, then organize a few details and gather my gear. Will one knapsack suffice? He paused. Nothing. It seemed he must answer most of his own questions, and he had plenty to ask. For example, why wasn't the Infinite sending his true prophet, Ella of Parne, to confront Torrin C? No, sending Ella into any situation where her life might be endangered was completely unacceptable. For Ella's sake, Kian would go to Torrin C himself. Ella... Kian grinned into his polished metal mirror and finished shaving. He now had an ideal excuse to visit the most captivating person in East Guard. No doubt Ella would... Kian! His mother's voice echoed up the stairwell steps to his tower room. Kian! He hurriedly wiped his face and smoothed his tunic before opening the door. Ara Lantek marched up the last few spiraling stone steps and stopped on the landing. 
cool gray eyes narrowed. She folded her elegant arms and glared, her usually serene face a study of restrained maternal fury. Your destroyer is eating my garden, my whole garden. Unless you can control that monster, your father will have him shot by archers, then butchered and stewed. Kean saw six months of military wages vanish, consumed by a gargantuan warhorse's gluttony. Sorry, I'll pay for the damages. Ara seethed. Paying for my garden won't help me this evening. My reception is ruined. He wasn't about to offer advice for saving his mother's reception, a gathering of the Traceland's most elite women, wives of members of the Grand Assembly, and their daughters, whom Kean devoutly hoped to escape. No doubt his parents would be planning his wedding the instant he smiled at one of those spoiled girls. Kean kissed his mother's perfectly arranged dark hair, hoping to soothe her. She scowled. Barefoot, he started down the stairs. Don't worry, you'll be rid of me and the destroyer by midday. I'm leaving on an assignment. What? You've just returned after six months of duty. Well, it's an emergency. And that emergency looked positively inviting compared to his mother's wrath, not to mention her reception. Several steps down, he hesitated and looked up. Anyway, uh, I thought you wanted me gone. No, I simply want you to kill that destroyer. Oh, sure. Kean hoped she hadn't caught his sarcasm. Chaining the beast, not killing it, would have to suffice. Kean rushed down the spiraling stone steps and charged through the stairwell's open doorway into the adjoining hall. Sith! He found the black monster horse in Mother's formal garden, dwarfing a crimson stand of miniature spice trees, crunching down leaf after expensive leaf. The massive creature turned his rump toward Kean and flicked his long black tail. Kean growled, I know you heard me. Don't you dare turn away. Sith swung his big head around, irritable, still chewing. Kean glared and grabbed his halter. Not another bite. Your morning meal is finished. Move. Now. Obey. At least destroyers heeded obey, though the command never improved their attitudes. The oversized brute grumbled as Kean led him toward the stable. To gain his cooperation, Kean said, Let me make myself presentable, then we'll visit General Rawl. And Ella. Sith's big ears perked. Ella, Kean repeated, knowing she was this beast's greatest weakness. Kean's as well. I'm sure she has six months' worth of shrubs for you to devour. He continued to talk of Ella as he reluctantly chained Sith to an iron ring embedded in stone within the stable yard. Wait, I'll return. He'd won this round, with a destroyer at least. His mother and the infinite were different matters entirely. Visions of Toran C's Ateans and their brutal divination rituals overtook his thoughts. Kian hoped he would survive.